When you were in school, you might have been the student that was pushing to get your straight 4.0 GPA, to get every single A you could taking AP classes. But in adulthood, I think we should all strive for B minus work. And today I'm going to talk about the two big ideas that I've seen and I've kind of been rolling around in my head to help you live your best B minus life, which reduces your stress. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. I don't think this is going to come as a shock to anybody, but I was a dork in high school. Um, Probably actually for a good chunk of college too, or the whole thing. More likely the whole thing. I am still to this day, very much a proud card-carrying dork. But in high school, when I look back on it, I was in eight different bands. I actually was inducted into the thespian troupe of my high school because I had been in the pit orchestra for every single musical, so I earned all my points that way. I was back-to-back president of the science club. I took an independent study astronomy class my senior year where I just went through and taught myself astronomy for fun. I was in the winning math competition team. I was treasurer, I think, of the history club. I was in the Students Against Bad Decisions drunk driving organization. I was all over the place. And then I was in prom committee because I needed a little bit of like cred. (laughs) I needed something to like boost up my position and standing in my high school. I also played soccer and softball and I was doing karate, working jobs. I was all over the place. And I still managed a 4.2 GPA when I graduated. I had a three page college resume. And looking back, that was excessive. How did my counselors let me do that? Anyway, I I was a special breed of dork who played French horn in the jazz band. It's okay. Well, today I am kind of done with that overachieving lifestyle. And some people don't think I am, and that's totally fine. I can I know that from the outside what I do right now feels like it's overachieving. But for me, I'm living a very solid B minus lifestyle right now. I am not card carrying that 4.0. I have decided that I am ready for some change. And the B minus lifestyle has been the happiest place that I've put myself in in about the last five years. I cannot tell you how great it has felt and how much weight is lifted off your shoulders when you accept that not everything has to be an A plus standard in all aspects of life. It doesn't just have to be school. I just really like the fact that we give percentages like that numbers in me get along because again, card carrying dork, it's fine. (laughs) I have adopted this lifestyle of understanding that when I feel like I'm hitting a wall, which trust me, academically, I hit that wall in college. I I finally ran headfirst into a giant brick wall called chemistry. And even though I took it in high school, college chemistry was where I crashed my head into the brick wall. And I needed some real help getting over. And 
it was hard to take as somebody who had been such an overachiever and felt like I constantly had to be pushing and doing better and doing more to feel like I couldn't even get off the ground was a challenge. But that challenge has led me to finding more opportunities for so many other things that I can do at like a subpar level and still feel good about. So what I do now is if I hit that wall in any aspect of my life, if I feel like I'm just approaching something that is too much for me to handle, either like actually academically where I'm I'm still just struggling to understand a concept, to figure out what I'm teaching, to to go through something in kind of that more scholarly aspect, or even if it's at home and just the day-to-day chores, or if I'm running into a wall because time just is not on my side for all of the things that need to get done. Well, what I do is I, because again, uh, I am who I am, I think of a rubric scale in my head. And I think that if everything that I was doing had to be on a one to five scale, what is kind of the definition of each of those? So for instance, let's just talk about cleaning the house because that is an everyday occurrence. Things need to get done, right? If you didn't touch it, you would end up on a really cool episode of Hoarders and you'd just be muttering about ungraded papers, (laughs) So instead, I think about cleaning the house on a scale of one to five. One is like, you know, you might get at least some trash put in the trash can, but you kind of leave the rest of the mess there. The one is not really great, but you're doing something. Now, five, if cleaning the house reached a level five, then you are like go clean co style. You are deep cleaning. You're putting on the rubber gloves. You're scrubbing everything. Your baseboards are sparkling. You have carpet lines. Now that five is what we see on the internet. You see the five lifestyle, right? On Instagram, on TikTok, for the most part, depending on what side of TikTok you're on. And then on Pinterest, like you see people's their highlights, their fives. Are you going to be able to achieve a five if you have 20 minutes before you really need to go crash? Like you just need to put your head on a pillow so that you can sustain through the next day. You're probably not going to reach a level five standard, but you know what you can do? You can go somewhere in between, somewhere between a one where you're barely doing anything, but like you tried In the five, where it's just a lot of effort, a lot of time, and a lot of focus, we can meet in the middle at a three. And the three might be, you know what, you cleared off your counters, maybe you picked stuff up off the floor. If you got to it, you ran the Roomba. And you know what? That is a perfectly fine amount of work. You're not at perfection and sparkling, but you did what needs to get done. And if you're going to give yourself a grade, you'd give yourself probably like an 83%, which is a B minus. And you know what? Good for you because you knew how to find that balance. So every single thing you run into in life, you can start looking at it on a scale and deciding where are you going to apply the A plus effort, the A plus work? Where do you know that that effort is going to need to be given and magnified? 
And where can you kind of say, you know what? This is going to be a B minus, or maybe it's just a, a D. Like, D's get things done, which is hopefully a soundbite nobody pulls and uses against me later on. But if you can get a 60% on the project, if you only need to go to level two and have everything accomplished, that is really going to like just cross it off the list. Why wouldn't you? Why would you push farther than you have to when you can just live the B minus lifestyle? And if you're watching the YouTube video today, I am definitely in a B minus lifestyle. You can't see all of the stains that are currently on my shirt for my kids trying to share their snow cones with me. Um, and then also spilling coffee on me because they're so excited to come in and give me a hug. And there's just so much going on right now. I am a mess. But you know what? I put my A plus into all these other things that happened today. Honestly, the appearance on YouTube probably should have been more than B minus work. But it is what it is. Like there are days where some things take more priority. And today the B minus goes into my appearance. That's fine. It all averages out to the things that I want. And we talk a lot about how you can prioritize, right? Knowing where to put your energy, knowing what to focus on. But even if I have to focus on something, within that, I can decide what level of focus I'm going to put into it. And so taking this from school to home to your personal life and stopping every once in a while and saying, where can I do B minus work? Where can I get away with like a barely passed, but you did it sort of thing? And where do I want to put my A plus effort? That's going to be able to lighten a huge weight off of your shoulders, which I know I say a lot, but it's because I mean it. It's going to remove kind of that pressure that you put on yourself for what you think you need to achieve and meet. And there's probably a couple areas of your life where you listen to this and say, you know what, I'm already living a B minus lifestyle in this area, in this area, in this area. But maybe one of those areas is an area that you don't want to be at a B minus anymore. For instance, I right now, my health, I had promised myself this was going to be the year I really worked on it. I am living like a solid 65% health score right now. I am not doing even B minus work and I need to rearrange and pull some of my energy from my other priorities so I can put it into that category. And just by acknowledging that I can sit there and say, you know, what would it take for me to just move that up to a C plus? What could I do for myself that would get that grade up to a place where I feel better? It's still not great. Um, it, but it's average ish a little, it's a step above average and I'm, I'm trying to inch my way there. How can I get there? What can I do? And where can I borrow energy from? There's another idea that I wanted to talk about in this episode, and it's going to be kind of a quick one, but I saw this probably about a month ago on Instagram and my mind has been swirling with it ever since. And it's this idea that HGTV has caused people to make their houses bland. And it's called, I think they called it the HGTV effect, where everybody's so worried about how everyone else views their home 
that it's nobody has any personality in their homes anymore. I mean, think through like the Joanna Gaines effect, right? Like shiplap was literally not really a thing before Magnolia came out and put it up everywhere. And then now everybody has, you could look in a magazine and you couldn't tell whose house was whose because it's kind of devoid of personality. They're all these really pretty whitish walls with a bunch of angles in them. There might be a splash of color here or there, probably like blue lower cabinets in the kitchen, or now they're shifting to green. But a lot of people are all just doing the same thing. And they talked about in this article how contractors don't even have to worry because they they know exactly what to recommend for everybody. They know exactly how long it's going to take how much it's going to cost to do a new kitchen remodel because everybody's asking for the exact same things. But if you really sat back and thought about it, like I like looking at those pictures. I like how clean things make me feel. But you know what would make me love my house and make me not feel like so confident everybody that walked in would love it, but I would feel really good? is literally painting every single wall in my house like this really deep, rich navy blue. And then just like adding random splashes of color. I would have gallery walls of the most random things, probably my kids' drawings up everywhere. I would have an entire basement full of bookshelves. I don't even own that many books. I own a lot, but I don't own that many books. But it would make me so happy to know that I had the possibility to put all of those books in my house. Now, would I look absolutely insane if people came over and I had just a whole bunch of empty bookshelves in my basement waiting for some day? Maybe. But the HGTV effect is saying that like we're just not taking those risks in our own personal style because we're so worried about whether people think or like the resale value or how it's going to be perceived by somebody else. And I have been sitting on this, thinking about it. And it's like, what other areas of our lives are we so worried about what other people not only think of us, but what other people would admire from us or want to take from our way of living instead of just doing things that work for us? What types of things are we just bringing into our lives because we were influenced to accept it instead of just doing something that might be a little bit weirder, something that might be maybe just like, you know, there's too much butter in that recipe or I don't know, just so many things. What type of style are we taking on that we're just taking on because it it's in a magazine, it's all over TikTok instead of just taking on things that are our own. And in thinking about that, I was tied to like this B minus rule, this like whole idea that if we can live a B minus life and put our effort into things we really wanted, Why wouldn't we put a B minus life into matching what society expected of us almost and doing things that really worked for us and doing things that made us happy instead of necessarily what everybody else was wanting to see from you? And I'm not saying that you need to go out and just tell society like, hey, this isn't for me. But what you can do is really just work on infusing more of yourself and your individuality and your dorkiness and your nerdiness and giving yourself that imprint 
on all the things that you do, on all the ways that you decide to teach, on how you decide to do meals with your family, on how you decide to decorate, how you decide to dress. I don't know if this is going to impact anybody else the way that I I feel like I've been impacted by it. But don't let HGTV decide how you literally set up your entire household, the place you spend the most time. If it's actually not something that is true to you, you might like it. And you can like what other people do. You can like what other people buy, but that doesn't mean it's for you. And so there's just a little bit of extra permission there to kind of move away from the, well, everybody else has it. Everybody else does it. I like it because when I see it, it looks like what I expect everybody else enjoys. We don't have to do that. And the last thing in this B minus lifestyle is actually going to put forth a plus effort from me to achieve. But it harkens back to the entire idea in productivity and goal setting and all of it that you really have to be able to measure what you want to improve. If you don't have a measurement of something that you're working towards or a way to make that a smart goal where it's measurable in some way, you will never know if you're getting better at something. You'll never know how bad something is or how your improvements are working. And another quote that I saw somewhere probably a couple of years ago at this point was really that you can know what a person focuses on by where they spend their time and where they spend their money. And so if you can look at a calendar and you can see where they've blocked off their time, what they've blocked it off for, you know what their focuses are because they're giving their time to it and you can't get time back. But also where they're putting their money tells you what they truly care about because they traded their time for that money to spend on certain things. So if you go through someone's calendar or someone's expenses, it should tell you what they prioritize in life. And the more I think about it, the more scared I get about actually having to go through and do it, which is exactly why I'm going to take three, four weeks probably to try to microanalyze my time like in five minute increments. I want to know what I'm spending my time on so that I know where I'm unbalanced or where I can put more effort towards something, where I'm spending maybe too much time on my phone and scrolling or watching TV and where I'm overworking myself and when I'm stressing myself out. And by having that baseline data and making a spreadsheet, which in my head already looks beautiful and all of the color coordination and the pie charts that it's going to create for me, I can already tell you that just by knowing that, it's going to change how I operate and how I decide where my B minus lifestyle needs a little bit more tweaking. So those are three big ideas, I think at least to me, they're all pretty big ideas to kind of sit and think about and decide what you want to take from it. Where do you want to put your effort? Where can you live a B minus lifestyle, whether it's at home, at school, or just in your personal life? 
Where can you inject more of your personal individuality? So you don't end up a cookie cutter of everybody else, but you live a truly authentically you life and, you know, put random things up in your kitchen so that you don't fit into the magazine. And then where are you spending your time and your money? And you don't actually have to track it like I am, but does it represent where you want to put your energy and where you're living your B minus lifestyle? And while today was full of mindset nuggets, I I think that these episodes really round out all of the productivity, like step-by-step guides. I know those are helpful and I know people really enjoy them, but if you can't understand in your brain why you're doing certain things the way you're doing them or how to organize certain information, the actions are fine, but they're not going to stick around. So I hope you enjoyed these mindset nuggets and we will come back next time with some steps. It's all about balance. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at engineer does education. So we can build a simple system together.